0: Welcome to this Monday. In the endless news cycle that is the world that we live in today, the game of golf has not escaped its snares. There is major news from the PGA of America, how it relates to the 2022 PGA Championship. Justin Thomas was forced to apologize this past weekend. Was it necessary? We will hear from JT. We have a winner out of the Century Tournament of Champions. It came in a playoff. We'll go over that and more coming up on the Fairways of Life show. We are Worldwide.
1: Welcome to the most listened to golf in the world, the Fairways of Life Show, on air, online, and around the world. With the most candid interviews, unforgettable stories. Taking you beyond the ropes. Here's your host, New York Times best-selling author and golf channels, Matt Adams.
2: The PG of America is nearly a 105-year-old association. With a perpetual mission to serve its member golf professionals and to grow the game. Fulfilling that mission for all and enabling PGA professionals to do so today and in the future is of paramount importance to the PGA Board of Directors and our leaders. It has become clear that conducting the PGA Championship at Trump Edminster would be detrimental to the PGA of America brand and would put at risk the PGA's ability to deliver our many programs and sustain the longevity of our mission. Our board has thus made the decision to exercise our right to terminate the contract to hold the 2022 PGA Championship at Trump Edminster. It was a decision made to ensure that PGA of America and the PGA professionals can continue to lead and grow our great game for decades to come. Thank you for your continued support and passion for the game we all love.
0: Jim Richardson from the PGA of America, president of the PGA of America. You remember PGA president's positions are a two-year term. I I thought it was a fascinating announcement and decision. I can't say that I was particularly surprised by it because, again, as I was alluding to in the teaser you just heard, we're in a 24-7 news cycle. Seemingly everything is tied back into the political realm and certainly— into the realm of the president. Much more, I'm sure, is going to happen in the next coming hours in terms of the presidency and the sharp divide between the philosophies on one side and the philosophies on another. So in this case, the PGA of America and their PGA championship opted out. Uh, I thought it was interesting that what Jim was alluding to is that if they continued down the path, And they kept that PGA championship at trump Bedminster for next year that it could be detrimental to the continuance, my words, not his, of multiple programs and even helping PGA professionals continue in their due course. Interesting perspective on so many levels. What cannot be debated in all of this was the PGA of America simply saying, you know what? we're out. We fold. We don't want to be a part of all that is circling around the political realm. I've always, I have always, thought it was fascinating this year that anytime time there is something going on in a political cycle, regardless of ideology, philosophies, divides, any time that something is going on, golf is used as a political hot potato. Uh, if, if a president goes out and plays golf, in news media, even golf news media, mind you, it is used as something to as as a detriment to perhaps that that president's sensitivity to empathy to even leadership, implying that instead of dealing with X Y Z, the president was playing golf. Now, it, it was it's been used particularly with this president and. In all fairness, this president has spent a great deal of time playing golf. But other presidents have spent a great deal of time running, working out, doing whatever it is that that they're engaged in. Now, having said all that, I think it's interesting that in 2020, the year of the, the pandemic, and I absolutely believe that the angst and the anxiety associated with the pandemic has contributed to the national consciousness but the game of golf, whilst it was an election year, a political year, and, and knowing, such as the case I just framed for you, that golf is often used as a detrimental factor to, in essence, set it up as though the haves and have-nots, golf soared. So once again, the game defined itself. In the month of November, we haven't seen the December numbers yet, Rounds played were up 57%. For the year, it is anticipated that rounds played will be up somewhere in the vicinity of 10% year over year by comparison, and that will be the highest ever. The one thing that I am convinced of is that regardless of what is compelled upon the game of golf, the game of golf will continue to define itself. The game of golf will continue to rise above those who hope to exploit its position, good or bad, for better and for worse. So the PGA championship is not going to be held at Trump-Bedminster. We will reach out to the PGA of America for further thought and uh, more depth on this. I'm particularly interested in the PGA, as you just heard from the president, stated, to reiterate, that the pulling of the PGA championship was in essence, to ensure the continuation of specific programs. I'm curious what those programs are to understand the association between the same. But the one thing that I am 100% convinced of is golf is going to be okay, no matter what. Yesterday, we did have a winner on the PGA Tour. Harris English in a playoff. Here's Harris English immediately following his victory. This is courtesy of the PGA Tour. Yeah, it's
3: incredible. Um, a lot of hard work over the years, and... Just, you, you never think you're going to
4: get here again. One
3: um, and twice back in 2013, and it's just, it's hard to win out here.
0: And uh, had a really good chance this week and felt good about my game, and you just, you just got to get it done. Amazing story in Harris English, who had to go back through Corn Ferry Tour finals. He would not have been in this field had he not played so well last year that he made it to the Tour Championship, though he was in the field Despite the name of Tournament of Champions, as not being a champion. One more remnant of the year that was this pandemic in 2020, but he was there and playing enough to earn his victory. Earl Forsey and Dennis Paulson were the voices of PGA Tour Radio, and they provided us with this perspective.
1: Well, Matt, thanks. First of two weeks in Hawaii, always enjoyable in Maui. The only problem with going to Maui is you have to leave Maui and they have to leave after Sunday. (laughs) Dennis, it's always a quick weekend and wow, what a tournament to start things off. It was close down to the wire and you know, we talked about it during the broadcast in the fall. We had all those champions who ended long victory droughts. We have one to start 2021 Harris English gets it done for the first time in more than seven years.
4: Yeah, it's really interesting that that's the storyline that we've got now in this new season with all these guys that have gone six-plus years without getting a win, and they've finally been able to get over the top. But this one wasn't as big a surprise as some of the other ones because he's been playing unbelievably well. Um, Harris English has been playing some great golf. I'm I'm disappointed for Joaquin Neiman because he played the low round of the tournament, tied the low score, but on a much more difficult day, he played an incredible round of golf and just came up one short
1: and a rarity because of the one-year exemption for uh, the shutdown. So many tournaments lost last year due to the pandemic. The exemptions were out to players who qualified for the tour championship to get in, and lo and behold, we have two guys there at the end in the playoff, Joaquin Neiman and Harris English were two of those players taking advantage of that one-time opportunity to get in. But you know what? It led to really a great week, 42 players more than they ever had, and there was some great golf played the entire week.
4: Yeah. You know, I talked about it earlier in the week and we were thinking about these guys and how are they going to play? Are they just happy to be there or do they got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder? And I made the suggestion that I think, I think someone's going to win out of that category. I really did just for the simple fact that, you know, they didn't really maybe feel like they belong. You know, it's never happened. And I love what the tour did to create a bigger field and a stronger field because you never know who wins, who's going to show up because of the weird season that we have had. And, uh, it, it, it's interesting that not only did it come from that category, but both players in the playoff were in that category.
1: Yeah, it's just a rarity. I mean, you don't have it. You have to win to get in. Usually you get a player that wins at the Century Tournament of Champions who ends a victory drought, and in this case more than seven years for Harris English to win in a playoff over Joaquin Neiman. So, Matt, will say aloha from now, but not from Hawaii. We'll take the Island Hop 30 minutes away to Honolulu next week for the Sony Open in Hawaii
0: Very much looking forward to it, Earl and DP. Thank you very much for your coverage. The coverage this week, as Earl was just alluding to there, will kick off at 5 p.m. Eastern time coming up on this Thursday. PGA Tour Live will kick off once the PGA Tour gets back to the Continental 48 states. So the PGA Tour continuing in Hawaii. One of the things that took place this week, you may have seen it in the third round, uh, Justin Thomas, who was in contention, his uh, won here multiple times, was heard over a microphone of the television broadcast of using what they're calling a homophobic slur. This, so the, the video that you're going to hear when we come back is going to be JT immediately following that round. Then we'll jump ahead to what took place yesterday when I go through the leaderboard a little bit deeper And get his reaction of the same. And I'm curious what your reaction is to all of this that took place. It was a very busy, as I've been calling it, news cycle in the world of golf for early January, in and around a live event and outside of the same. So much still to discuss on this Monday. BenHoganGolf.com, please log on when you get an opportunity. Surely you're thinking about your game this spring when things Eventually, thaw out? Well, BenHoganGolf.com has had crazy sales, and why not? They produce great product. They produce it at a price that's within reach of all. It's world class components, all the technology that you can imagine, like their GS53 Max driver, just as one example, and it's a direct relationship between you and them. Perhaps most significant to me is the fact that etched in that metal is the name Ben Hogan, surely. It will give you great pride to put that in your golf bag. Log on to BenHoganGolf.com and you can see all the details. More of the fairways of life coming up after these words. We are golf's only morning digital radio and television that is available worldwide. Nestled amongst the hills. Class. Welcome back to the fairways of life show. Absolute delight to have your company on this Monday. We are live on this Monday as we are Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. Eastern time. You heard me mention that the Sony open coverage on radio will begin at 5 p.m. this Thursday. Let's take a look at the broadcast schedule on the television side as well. Now, the thing that's distinctive about this week with the schedule is that it is 100 percent on Golf Channel this week. Thursday at 7 p.m., Friday at 7 p.m., Saturday at 7 p.m., and then Sunday at 6 p.m. All of those times are Eastern time. Now, as you heard me mention uh, before our attempt to go to break there, and we're still, as you know, beta testing with all of this technology. Sometimes the technology decides, I don't want to work. For the most part, it has been, and it's been amazing, and it allows us to broadcast to all of you all over the world, and we really appreciate respect and are grateful for you coming along for the ride now the ride was a bumpy one for justin thomas because as i was describing in the third round after a miss putt uh, what he uttered was picked up by microphones and he reacted after the third round about how and why it was so wrong
5: it's inexcusable i, I first off i just apologize i mean um there, there's no excuse, I'm, I'm an adult, I'm a grown man, there's absolutely no reason for me to say anything like that, um, it's, uh, it's terrible. I mean, I, I'm extremely embarrassed, it's not who I am, it's not the kind of person um, that I am or anything that I, uh, I do, but it's, uh, unfortunately I did it and I have to own up to it and I, uh, I'm very apologetic.
6: We learned a lot through adversity, I know it's not been a long time and you're still digesting this, but what do you think you, you're gonna learn from today?
5: um a lot I mean it's it's like I said it's inexcusable I mean, I'm speechless there's nothing I I've, is I found out when I got done on the golf course or when I got done with my round I mean it's 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 bad there there's no other way to put it. Um, I need to do better I need to be better It's definitely a learning experience but um yeah I uh, I just I deeply apologize to everybody and anybody who I offended and um, and I'll be better because of it.
0: Justin Thomas, that was after the third round when he, as you could hear him talking to Todd Lewis, who he was speaking to, that video courtesy of the PGA Tour. It aired on Golf Channel. And then after yesterday's round, now Justin Thomas had rounds of 65, 69, 68, and then a 66 yesterday. He ended up finishing one shot out of that playoff between Harris English and Joaquin Neiman. Following that round, however, the final round, here is what JT said. This was last evening as to his mindset for the final round.
5: Uh, well, I saw that it was going to be a little windier, so that was good for me, especially as good as Harris was playing. I needed, I needed some help from him. I mean, I, I can't expect to go out and shoot you know 10 or 11 under. Um, so it got windier, and I really, really played well. I drove the ball better. I putted really well. made some, some key putts there and hit some really nice wedge shots there in the front nine, and and then you know, got off to a good start in the back nine. You know, through 15, uh, I think I was one back, and I saw Joaquin kept making birdies, and Harry was right there, and uh, just just missed two timely putts there on 16, 17. But um, but overall, I played played really, really well, and gave myself a chance to win. Uh, yeah, golf wise, I definitely I, I feel great about the start. I mean, the, the golf seemed pretty irrelevant today for me in terms of what um, the mistake that I'd made yesterday, but. I uh, In terms of my golf, I, I love where it's at, and um, I really feel like uh, I, I played well this week. I mean, if you'd have told me, you know, I think, what, I shoot 20, 24 under uh, through four rounds and 10 shots better than last year, and it's not going to get it done.
0: So Justin Thomas talking about uh, what took place and what his mindset was and, and, and claiming he, he latently spoke to the fact that he was distracted because of what he called a mistake. And I and I, I like that he phrased it as such. He, I believe – that he vehemently and sincerely apologized for his gaffe. I think the, the challenge here, and again, it all comes back to the same conversation we had in segment one, where you judge it against the standard of where society is right now. And society is very volatile. There's, there's a great deal of, of voltage in it. Uh, the, people are very quick to play the role, particularly in a social media realm, to play the role of, of accuser, jury, and executioner. Uh, and what I think is very interesting about that realm is the the fact that people are given the motivation in that setting. What I mean is, is that someone will say, oh, well, he X, Y, Z, meaning that the utterance of something that was offensive is given the weight of not being something that he probably, yes, has done before. It's part it's part of somehow a, a vernacular. And he flat out said it shouldn't be. He flat out said that it's wrong. Uh, he meant it as something disparaging to himself, but along the way uh, it hurts. Obviously, words are important. We know that now as much as as much as ever. However, what I don't think it is, which, which he has been tried and convicted of in, in these social circles, is I don't think it is a revelation of an inner conviction that he otherwise tries to hide from the world. I think that having empathy for someone that makes a mistake, especially when they are earnest in their response Is as important as having empathy for those that have been injured by said action. I hope that there's a bridge there. He has called it a learning experience, an opportunity for him to grow, but he took full ownership. And my hope is, too, that we collectively can look someone in the eye and go, you know, none of us are perfect, we make mistakes. I don't know how many actually believe that, as I mentioned, that it was a revelation instead of just an immature, petulant, stupid mistake, which, in fairness, he has owned up to. And I respect the fact that Justin Thomas was so quick to respond. Uh, There's no doubt in my mind that he's, he's paying for it in multiple ways, not the least of which is the the fine that surely he's going to be assessed by the PGA Tour, that's not something that goes public. We won't find out what that is, and nor am I mentioning it, because I think there needs to be a public flogging relative to that element of it. But what gets lost in in these scenarios is the balance of who a person is versus the, the entirety of the judgment of who people define them as now. And My opinion is, as I just stated, uh, it was wrong, it was painful, it should not have happened. I do think that at times professional golfers, particularly on the PGA Tour, are too coddled and they become too insular in their world and so moments of petulance flare. However, having said that, that's the nature of the grandest stage in which they compete. It is, in many cases gilded with gold. They've earned their place on that road. But when something like this happens, I still think that we need to exercise on our own part a measure of empathy and realize that people are capable of making mistakes, and he did. Uh, We should be willing to have the same empathy for someone that earnestly apologizes and says, I will learn from this and I will be a better person from this incident in as much as we support those who would have been injured by such. So I'm not one of those who's waving a hand and saying, oh, this isn't important. This was a private utterance that a microphone picked up. I, I get, I understand the perspective of the people that have that. I just disagree with it. I do think this is something that needed to be publicly addressed by Justin, and I think he did a great job publicly addressing it. I'm, I'm confident that in his way, He will also take it steps beyond this. I just hope that people remember that a person is their entirety, not just a flash. And even though that flash happened, I do not believe it is a revelation of some darkness within their soul. It was a revelation of a stupid moment. Back with more of the Fairways of Life show after this. The best golf experiences are the unique ones that combine breathtaking beauty, inspiring designs, and refined luxuries. Streamsong Resort, conveniently located in Central Florida, is unlike any golf experience you've ever had. Award-winning courses by Corin Crenshaw, Tom Doak, and Gil Hans will challenge and amaze in a dunescape you'll swear cannot exist in Florida. Awaken your senses then at their opulent spa or enjoy world-class bass fishing, archery, or clay shooting. The options are endless, and you can cap it all off with luscious and distinctive culinary choices to delight any palate. Visit StreamSongResort.com today to plan your golf trip. That's everything that you would want and nothing like you've ever experienced. Let me ask you a question. Are you in pain in the golf course? You know, pain management is a crisis in America. It affects over 100 million people and 35% of golfers, but now we can do something about it. BioFit 360 is a new company here to help us manage and alleviate that pain naturally. They've developed a formula that safely extracts CBD from the hemp plant and utilizes all of its healing properties to help us. They have a relief cream, they have gummies, they have sleep aids, and much more. It will change the way you feel on the golf course and in life. All you need to do is head to BioFit. 360.com. Feel better, do better, be better. It's a Life Show pleasure to have your company on this Monday from wherever around the globe you are joining us. We are golf's only morning digital radio and digital television program. It's growing so fast and we're so excited and so thankful for your support, whether you've been with us for years or whether you're just discovering the Fairways of Life Show that started all the way back in 2006, it's been an incredible ride. What a ride it was this past week, and what a ride it's been for Harris English. Now, what you're about to hear from Harris is what Dom calls the best of, and what he does is he goes into, and Andrew goes into the press conference and pulls from it, extracts from it, and edits it together comments that he thinks are the best. Now, as you know, with Fairways of Life, at least on the audio side, if you, if you have our app that also works all over the world, and it's on every major audio platform otherwise, Spotify and, and the rest, we put up full press conferences. So you can hear them completely unedited, and at times it's quite classic, particularly when, uh, say, there's an interpreter involved and things like that. You hear it all, warts and all. So in this case, what you're going to hear is a Harris English that talks about where he was and what he went through. And what he went through are what many times can be considered the valleys of the game of golf. It is not easy for these players to perform at the top tier. They are the very best in the world. He has clawed his way back up to the top, now the winner of the Century Tournament of Champions, a very, elite field, and yeah, how he got in there this, this year was different than ever before because he got in there by virtue of finishing in the top 30. He was at Eastlake. Well, those are the rules. Everyone's playing by the same rules. He took advantage of it, and he won. Here is Harris English from his press conference.
3: Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. Um, I mean, I, I obviously put myself in a pretty good position all week, and um, I just know you, you don't get that many chances like that to, to convert. And you, you got to do it. So it's really hard to win out here on tour. Uh, I knew coming in today, yeah, the wind was up a little bit, but I, I definitely could see somebody shooting seven, eight, nine under today. And, and Waco did that and chased us down. And um, he played an incredible round of golf. I mean, I, I felt like the, the wind was up pretty good and it, it was tricky out there. And, um, but coming down 18, I knew i needed need to make birdie and, and hit a really good three iron. And um, thought I was going to close it out uh, during regulation and barely missed the putt, but but hit a good putt and, and knew I was uh, putting well all week. I was hitting the ball well all week and just keep doing what I'm doing. And um, had a great two-putt on the playoff. And um, obviously, I was pretty nervous over that putt, but uh, it broke a little left. So I just played it inside right and um, hitting it firm. and. Here I am, but uh, it feels amazing over all the hard work that has gone into this. Uh, all the highs and lows of golf that, that, it, that it brings over a career. And uh, I feel like I've gotten out of my valley and um, getting back to the tournaments and, and some of the quality of golf that I, I know I could play. And uh, it feels great to, to have some validation out there on the golf course. Can you tell us
2: what club you hit on 13?
3: 13 was an 8-iron. Um, the wind was really whipping in our face, and I think I had 141 yards, um, so I just hit a little easy easy 8-iron, taking probably 10 yards off of it. My full 8-iron goes about 170, so I was probably trying to hit it about 160, thinking the wind was going to hit it probably 15 or 20 yards, and it did, and um, it looked like it was pretty close to going in, but um, anytime you can get little tap-ins like that for birdie out here, you got to take them. I'll say probably the most disappointed I was, was playing the corn ferry finals up at Victoria national. And I, I had it in my hands of, of getting my card back. And I don't know what happened on the last three or four holes. I just, I I didn't, I didn't do it. And that was, that was very shocking to me of it. it hadn't happened a whole lot in my career where I, I had, I had opportunities like that and I just let them slip away. Um, so that was tough, but um, I worked with my coach the next week, and, and he was telling me how good I was playing and the opportunities I have coming up, and he kind of flipped the script of I could sit there and, and feel sorry for myself, or I could say, hey, I'm playing really good golf. I know I didn't keep my card, but here are the opportunities I have coming up, and I got to seize them, and he he kind of helped me do that, helped me flip the script of, of being confident and. Uh, being positive. I feel like they, they've helped me a lot with that. Um, so it's kind of come full circle of uh, I feel like I know a lot more about how I should practice, how I should play, how I should train more now than I did when I was younger. Um, I mean everybody says the the more experience you have the better and I feel like I'm way more of an experienced player now than I was when I was a kid and understand how much work it takes out here to, to compete week in and week out and um, just being a true professional and I, I feel like I've, I've done a better job of that and um, the results have have uh, paid off. Yeah, I mean, I, my, my goal really this year is to, to play on the Ryder Cup team. Um, Steve Stricker is one of my favorite people out here on tour and um, I feel like that's something I, I haven't done yet. Um, I loved playing college golf, I love playing with a team like that, and uh, playing in that QBE shootout is, is a lot of fun for me of, of getting to share that experience with somebody else, and, and uh, team golf is so much fun, and, and that's that's something I haven't achieved yet in golf, and um, I've been out here for 10 years, and, and that's kind of the pinnacle of our sport, is, is playing for your country in either the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup, and I'd love to play for, for Strick, um, just to have a, a different experience. I mean, you, you play against these guys on PGA Tour every year, but uh, I've heard the Ryder Cup is, is such a fun experience and I, I want to be a part of it. Um, obviously, winning, getting back in the winner's circle was a was goal, and um, but I, I didn't want to force it. I mean, I know how hard it is to win out here on the PGA Tour and I knew that if I kept giving myself opportunities to pull it off, that I could do it. I, I love being in that situation. Coming down the last nine holes and and knowing what you have to do, I I love I love having that. And uh, it was a lot of fun today. Um, The shot I hit in an 18 was awesome. I can I can really feed off that for for years to come. And um, being able to do stuff like that when when you're under the gun is uh, is so much fun to do. So so fulfilling. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not satisfied. I'm still not satisfied with. Where I'm at in, in the game there's still a lot more that I want to accomplish and um to your point yeah i mean i i feel the same way that that hal does that um, hopefully this is just the the tip of the iceberg of of me getting better and better and and hopefully having a chance to win a lot more tournaments and um really really since since covid i i felt like you could you could use covid the the quarantine period where we didn't play golf for eight weeks of you can either hang out and relax or you can use that time to, to get better and, and work on your game and work on your body and i feel like I, I worked really hard during that time period and and came out playing some really good golf and, and kind of kept rolling I, I feel like when i go home I, I don't really like sitting around i love trying to get better because i know there's there's guys out here that that work just as hard or harder than i do at this game and, and those are the guys that i want to compete with those are the guys that i want to beat out here on tour so I feel like every every time I'm at home, not working on something, I'm I'm getting worse. So um, I, I love I love the grind of the game. I love figuring out the game, and
0: um, I love trying to get better. Harris English, fresh off his victory, that his best of press conference following the Century Tournament of Champions. You can log on to TourEdge.com if you'd like to. Fill in some part of your game that may need it. Maybe it's with the best equipment available that the best in the world are using. I'm talking about the likes of the PGA Tour champions that are flooding to this equipment. And you know what? They happen to be the vast majority of the demographic for the game. So you've got equipment that are helping them play better. Surely it will help you as well. And it is a massive product line backed by a lifetime warranty. Let that sink in for a second. Log on to touredge.com and you can see it all. As to his aspirations to play on a Ryder Cup team... Uh, As to his aspirations to continue to rise in the World Golf Rankings, we'll talk about both of those when we come back. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into the leaderboard at the Century Tournament of Champions as the Fairways of Life show continues on a Monday. If I told you legends like Robert Trent Jones Sr., Arthur Hills, and Donald Ross have designed and inspired more than 10 breathtaking courses, and they're all in one place... Boeing golf truly offers an unrivaled golf vacation experience log on to boing golf.com and see why they're at the heart of america's summer golf capital
4: it's likely that the world's greatest links golf courses will be the reason you will want to plan a trip to ireland and with over 400 courses to choose from you're sure to find whatever you seek but ireland is about even more than great golf in this ancient land the past works hand in hand with the present from cultural sites to castle ruins. Stay in a country B&B or a luxury hotel and spa. Enjoy inspiring local culinary choices, a pint and music at a cozy pub. But most of all, enjoy the warmth and hospitality of the Irish people who will make you feel that you haven't traveled from home but have returned to it. Visit ireland.com to get started.
6: Come to where history meets luxury at the family-friendly French Lick Springs Hotel, where there's something for everyone
0: What is your golf bucket list? Where do you want to go? Do it with thegolftravelgroup.com.
7: It screams. It tracks. It's soft. It reacts. It is the all-new Tour B with a game-changing reactive cover designed to spring faster off your driver and stick longer to your wedges. Try the new Tour B, the Tour Ball reinvented.
0: Let's face it, there's no better feeling than getting new golf gear. And where you get your golf gear matters. PJ Tour Superstore is America's number one golf retailer. Whatever you're looking for, they have it. And you can get custom fit. You can shop online or safely in their stores. At the PJ Tour Superstore, you'll always find golf's biggest brands and all the latest equipment Right at your fingertips. If you need it or want it, they've got it. Log on to PGATourSuperstore.com to upgrade your game today. Welcome back to the Fairways Life Show. On this Monday, let's take a little bit of a deeper look into the leaderboard of the Century Tournament of Champions, Harris English winning in that playoff over Joaquin Neiman. It ended on the 18th hole, the first playoff hole that they contested yesterday. Joaquin, if you recall, or if you saw the coverage on Golf Channel, pulled his shot to the left or listened to it on PJ Tour radio. Harris English making a birdie there to secure the victory. Third place alone, one shot back, was Justin Thomas at 24 under par, finishing with a 66. Ryan Palmer in fourth place alone at 23 under par, another player in his 40s that's playing extremely well. Uh, if not for the 71 on the final round, he might have been hosting the hardware. He went 67. 67, 64, and 71. Tied for fifth, Xander Shoffley finished four shots back at 21 under. And I thought it was interesting because Xander spoke about how he had so much rust. Remember, he had COVID and he recovered from that. Uh, he said it's a very hilly golf course, as you know, and he said he was, he was tired because he wasn't in the game shape as yet. But he ended up only finishing four shots back as obviously Xander's a player that we all should continue to watch very closely. He finished, incidentally, with a 66. 266 for the week for him, It had one in the second round as well. Tied for fifth, Sunjay M finished at 21 under par. He had a 69 on Sunday. Tied for seventh was Bryson DeChambeau at 20 under par. He shared that mark alongside of John Rahm and Colleen Morikawa. Let's hear from a few of the players. Tenth place at 19 under par was Daniel. Berger. Uh, Daniel Berger was one that many were watching very closely. When he finished up, here's how Daniel Berger assessed the week that was.
6: Yeah, I mean, overall, the week was great. Obviously, I didn't play uh, today the way I wanted to, but um, it seemed like if you got out there a couple hours before the last couple groups, you could have scored a little bit better, and then kind of that stretch of 7 to 13 is when the wind really picked up, and and I just didn't play well enough in those in those birdieable holes, and uh, and that kind of cost me. So, but it was a good week. Yeah, well, I think uh, obviously next week's a little tighter. Um, we'll see how the course sets up in terms of the firmness and the fastness of the greens. But I'm driving it well, and if I make a few putts, then you know that really can be the difference between winning and not winning. I felt like today, or this whole week, you know, I played well enough to win. I just didn't I just didn't hole enough putts and. So that's a, it's, a, it's a positive for me. I just need to continue to, to do the things I'm doing, and, and good results will come. you got to hit the fairways. You know, you have that Bermuda that Bermuda rough where you catch those flyers' lies. And uh, if you're not in the fairway, you can't attack the pins, and, and that's the biggest difference.
0: It's interesting when you, when you hear Daniel Berger speak. As you guys know have been watching or listening to the show for a while, I'm a big fan of Daniel Berger. I think he'd be great. Uh, on the United States Ryder Cup team, and he is climbing up the rankings. He's currently at 11th. You heard me talking about Harris English and his aspirations to be on that Ryder Cup team, stating it as his primary goal for 2021. He's currently 8th in the rankings right now. In the case of, of Harris English, he's also risen to 17th in the official World Golf rankings. So it's something that it's time to start keeping a closer eye on that. Uh, Colin Morikawa looked as though he might be able to get it done this past week. It was good to see him back in contention. I thought it was good to see him playing well. He is a major champion. He's one of the young guns out there on tour. And I think it's important for the game that these young players, we continue to get to know them better, and we can be excited about how they are playing. And it was exciting watching him shoot rounds of 69 and then two bookend rounds of 65. But alas, yesterday... He finished with a score of 71. Here is how Colin Morikawa spoke about what might have been.
8: Uh, you know, it was a good way to start 2021. Um, obviously, I wish I played a little better today. I put myself in a good chance, but uh going to learn from it. And, you know, a lot of positives to take from this week. I think just taken from this week, I, I got to hit a better uh, approach shots. You know, I obviously showed today and wasn't putting anything close. And when I did, I wasn't really converting. So uh, just got to stick out there. I mean, the wind's going to be, I'm sure, up. Uh, just like it was uh, today, and just gonna have to, you know, manage my golf ball. No, I, I think that's what we have to do as professional golfers. You know, we're, we travel all over the world, um, adjusting new grasses, new new weather, whatever it may be. So, thankfully, I played there last year. I kind of, you know, have a good sense of what it's going to be like. But you know, I, I got to come out fresh and be ready by Thursday.
0: Morakal is an interesting story too because he has a lot of relatives in the state of Hawaii. So that I assume will be a story that we'll continue to talk about and pick up on as this week progresses for the Sony Open. The coverage of the Sony Open will kick off on Golf Channel at 5 p.m. Eastern time uh, this coming Thursday, and that will be uh, 7 p.m., I beg your pardon, Eastern time this coming Thursday, and that will be the airtime on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Once again, going deep into prime time, which I'm sure all of you guys have loved, and then Sunday at 6 p.m. As I've told you guys many times, in our family room, we have two TVs. So if one of the television has, say, the NFL playoffs on, the other one's got the golf on up there, and you pick and choose between which one you want to have the volume on or not have the volume on, as, as suits you. Okay, Ryan Palmer, you heard me mention him finishing fourth alone at 23 under par for the veteran campaigner. What a great way to start 2021 to be that close. Let's find out how he assessed his finish. At
7: this point, honestly, I ended up losing two, uh two doubles out there today so uh yeah was it two doubles a day or one i even forgot uh no the putter was just not there it was very guidey um the last five holes though i I, kind of found it it got more aggressive with the stroke and i I could see the ball rolling again so uh you know hung in there i was patient just didn't get down myself and just tried to finish off a good a good week and uh you know, I'll never complain about finishing fourth in a PGA Tour event, that's for sure. Oh, for sure, because I had a lot of decent chances on the front. Um, just, you know, it just wasn't, wasn't my day. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'll have that day. I really believe that. It's just uh, not this week. So uh, I'm excited where it's at. I'm excited about playing uh, next week at Sony Open where I've had success. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to getting back at it out there. I mean, it's gonna be tighter. Obviously, uh, Keys driving the ball next week. Um, I've got to work on my irons a little bit. Uh, you know, this, my, my go-to shots a little hold, and it just wasn't there when I needed it at times. But uh, a lot of great stuff happened. Obviously, um, you know, I'll learn, I'll take a lot from today, from a learning experience on my putter. You know, just being more aggressive when I'm not feeling it, and I feel guidey. So that was the only thing today that I'll uh, I'll look back on, and um, you know, a lot of confidence heading over next week. Yeah, I, I'm excited about next week. I, I, I know where I want where want to play the ball in each hole. I, I've played it so many times, and with the success I've had, I, uh, I'm excited about the way I'm playing, but also going to a course that I love to play and where I've had success. So it uh, just makes me that much more excited to play again next week and uh, carry over what we did this week and um,
0: never know. Next week, of course, is this week. We'll be talking more about the Sony Open as the Fairways of Life show progresses through the course of the week every day at 8 a.m. Eastern time. We are live, and then 24-7 you can find us uh, around the world in a digital platform or on the television platform as well. Now, I gave you some of the scores from the top 10. Just want to mention some other notables. One shot shy, a tie for 11th. World number one, Dustin Johnson, who spoke to Russ this week. He finished an 18-under par. So did Sergio Garcia, finishing 18-under par. It's been a while since he's been at the Sony Tournament of Champions. Uh, Tied for 13th, Lanto Griffin, uh, Scotty Scheffler, Brendan Todd, Patrick Cantillay. Cantillay finishing with a 72 in the weekend to see him fall six places down the leaderboard from where he started earlier in the day. Tied for 17th, Abraham Anser and Sebastian Munoz, Martin Laird, Webb Simpson, all finishing on the mark of 16 under par. Tied for 21st was Patrick Reed. It started well for him with a round of 67, backed it with a 68, but finished with rounds of 72 and 70 over the weekend. Also tied for 21st and 15 under. Michael Thompson had a pretty solid. He started out slow with a 73, but backed it with three rounds in the 60s. Tied for 21st as well. Adam Scott finished 15 under par kind of up and down 68 71 uh, another 69 or 68 sorry than 70 for him to finish Kevin Kistner finished in a tie for 24th and 14 under par he shared that mark alongside of Mark Leishman Richie Worenski, Cameron Smith, and Billy Horschel. That was the full field of this limited field event. It will not be a limited field event this week at the Sony. On tomorrow's show, we're going to go deeper into some of the notables in the field, talk about some of the storylines, some of the storylines that are reverberating around the game of golf as well, inside the ropes and outside the ropes. You may have heard about Jordan Spieth uh, matching up, according to Dave Shedlowski from Golf Digest with Butch Harmon. We'll talk about that as the week progresses. And... This Tiger documentary, part one of which aired this weekend, and I believe part two is coming up in this next coming weekend. Uh, I'm curious what you guys think about it. I haven't seen it. Uh, I haven't heard great reviews of it, but I'm curious about what your reaction is to it. We'll also be joined by a member of the World Golf Hall of Fame and a multiple major champion, perhaps to provide us with some wisdom, some perspective, and some insight into a world right now that seems to be spinning just a little bit crazy. Hope you guys have a great Monday. Be safe out there. Be kind out there. We'll be back with you again tomorrow if we're spared. Until then, goodbye for now.